0: It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Tonight, we turn the clock back to December 1941, a fateful year when the Japs swooped down on Pearl Harbor and Baxter Turnbull, Mrs. Riley's smooth, suave, and slightly shifty uncle, swooped down on the Riley household.
1: Uncle Baxter. Hail, nephew. you. Oh, don't move. Pray let these old eyes of mine feast upon you. Uh-huh, you came to eat off me again. Nay, <laughs> I come but for a brief and fleeting moment. The Japanese have sullied my country's flag. I go to join my regiment. A jeep will call for me within the hour. Oh, well, Uncle Baxter, until the jeep comes, this is your home.
0: 1943. For two years, the war has raged.
1: Uncle Baxter, when is that jeep coming to pick you up? <laughs> Patience, me boy. Ike is saving me for the big push. <laughs> now, don't disturb me, Riley. I'm trying to decide where to open the second front. The Balkan, Italy, France. Again, I must decide upon my jumping-off place. Please, Baxter, please, make it from this house.
0: 1945 V day and at long last after four anguished years the war is over
1: riley great news my jeep has arrived i go to join my regiment farewell goodbye baxter it's about time you went there then have you courage hmm? i am but a simple soldier i was not to reason why i was but to do or die but the war is over Baxter. yes but the occupation you know oh Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be great at that. You've had wonderful training occupying this house for four years. (laughs) I leave your bed and board, dear nephew, but I echo the battle cry of General Douglas MacArthur. What's that? I shall return.
0: (laughs) And now, back to the present, 1948. 1948.
2: Mother, did the telegram say what time Uncle Baxter's coming? No, but he should be here sometime today.
3: Boy, I'll bet you'll have plenty to tell us. Three years with General MacArthur. Hey,
2: I'm home.
3: Oh, there's Pop.
2: Hey, Pop, guess who's coming? Junior, better let me tell your father.
1: Yeah, well, well, what's all the excitement? Oh,
2: you'll never guess.
1: Babs, you got the scholarship. From Peabody College. Oh, I'm so proud oh, of no, you. Oh, no, no,
2: it's not that. I didn't hear from them yet.
1: Well, what's holding things up? The principal recommended you, didn't he?
2: Well, yes, he did. Don't worry, Daddy. I'll get that
1: scholarship. Oh, I hope so. Just think, Babsy will be the first one in the family ever to go to college.
3: Well, I know she won't. Mom's Uncle Baxter went to college.
1: Junior, I've warned you never to mention them two words. Uncle Baxter. No son of mine is going to use foul language. <laughs>
2: Now, Riley, stop saying mean things about Uncle Baxter. Well, only this morning you were saying what the world needs is more love.
1: Well, uh, you're, you're right, Dumplin'. Tell you the truth, I really love your Uncle Baxter. And I get such a nice, warm feeling when I think of him. 4,000 miles away in Japan. <laughs> you do? Well, in now, that case, Now, let's talk I... about something else. Junior, what were you yelling about when I came in?
2: Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh... Now, now, don't get excited, dear, but we're going to have a house guest.
1: A house guest? Well, fine, fine. You, you know me. I always make a stranger feel right at home. Who's coming?
2: Uh, well, it's uh, not a stranger. It's a relative.
1: Well, so what? Your relatives are my relatives, and they're welcome to stay here as long as they like for a day or two. <laughs> Who's coming?
2: Well, it, it might be for a little longer. Well,
1: that's okay with me. Let them stay as long as they want. And if that Uncle Baxter of yours ever shows up from Japan, there won't be any rooms so we'll have a good excuse to keep him out. (laughs) Well, sure, it's a perfect setup. (laughs) What's the matter? Why is everybody's... Baxter's back. Baxter's back. Lock the door. Now, now, Riley, Riley,
2: please. uh, don't be like that. Now, after all, Uncle Baxter's been away for three years, and, and he is my only uncle. And He's I a can... leech.
4: Oh,
1: He's...
2: How can you talk like that, Daddy? Remember that time when you were so sick? You had to have a transfusion, and Uncle Baxter gave you a pint of his blood?
1: Don't remind me. Ever since I got his blood in my veins, I don't have to swat mosquitoes anymore. <laughs> they just bite me and drop dead. Peg, I won't stand for it. I won't have him coming here. Hey, hey, Baxter. maybe that. Yeah, it's Uncle Baxter. Listen to him running up our electric bill. <laughs> home is the warrior, oh. home from the war.
4: Oh, Uncle, Uncle Baxter. Hey,
1: my dear niece Barbara, my lovely child Julia, and Riley, my beloved nephew. Now listen, Baxter. Let's get one thing straight. Riley. Yeah. What the world needs is love. Oh all right welcome back uncle baxter thank you riley thank you for those heartwarming words i've kept faith with you like macarthur i said i shall return yeah but why did you have to return ahead of macarthur that suit be a suit can't just you're disappear it's got something maybe, Riley? oh well, what are you doing up Baxter it's only noontime my blasted insomnia uh, I'm looking for my new suit have you seen it anywhere Or oh, was it a midnight blue worsted single-breasted yeah rather... that's right just like the one you're wearing yeah. I wonder where it could have Baxter get out of my suit. you be serene Riley count your blessing Uh-oh. surely you don't begrudge your poor old veteran one of your cast-off suits Cast off? It's brand new. I ain't even cast it on yet. (laughs) Take it off, you chiseler, and let me tell you something. Oh, by the way, nephew, my trunk's arrived this morning. Yeah, well, don't bother unpacking. You ain't staying. Of course, of course. I merely opened one trunk to remove the gift I brought you from China. I don't care if you... you, Oh, gift? (laughs) Yes. Here, lad, with my blessings. A rare old Chinese coin dating back to the Ming Dynasty. Oh, thanks, Uncle Baxter. Truly a priceless treasure. Only two are in existence. General MacArthur has the other. No kidding. Yes. yes? I got this one from an old friend. I didn't want to take it, of course, but Chang insisted. Chang? Chang Kai-shek? Yes, yes oh. my bosom Crony. Uh, many an hour, Chang and I have sat playing Chinese checkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee... Well, thanks, Uncle Baxter. Why, not at all, dear boy, not at all. <laughs> dear me, it's nigh under one o'clock. I must break my fast. I haven't eaten since lunch. Mm. Well, sure. Go ahead, Uncle Baxter. I hid the turkey in the broom closet. See you non, dear boy. <laughs> Good old Uncle Baxter. He's really a sweet guy. I bet this coin is worth Liley, at least... Riley, were you
2: scrapping with Uncle Baxter again? Well, I oh, could hear no, you... Oh, no,
1: Dumplin', I was just thanking him. Gee, he's a sweet guy. Look, look, look what he gave me, this rare old Chinese coin here. Oh, really? Oh,
2: let me see.
3: Say, Pop, where did you put the morning paper? I... Oh, you've got one of those coins, too. Yeah,
1: MacArthur has the other one. There's only two in the whole world.
3: What? Somebody's kidding you, Pop. That's the Charlie Chan secret message coin. (laughs) Well, sure, Pop. You went him down to the Penny Arcade in the Iron Claw Machine. Well, look, I got 12 of them.
1: Yeah,
2: better sit down, dear. The blood's rushing to your face.
1: That's Baxter's blood. Just like this coin, counterfeit.
2: Oh, now, now, dear. I should have known better than
1: you. Peg, that locust has got to go. Well, there you you are, Denise. You're leaving, Baxter, and you're taking your rare coins with you. You and your mink dinosaurs. You win them down at the Penny Arcade in the iron claw machine. Oh, that's where chang got it Don't clever these chinese
4: <laughs>
1: start packing you vitamin vulture
2: daddy i got it i got it oh the scholarship babs yes the principal just told you mean me. it's
1: really set babs
2: All except the interview oh what interview well the dean mrs whitaker's gonna drop in day after tomorrow and meet me and you and daddy
1: You know, it's just a formality. Oh, yeah, nothing to it. Hold on, hold on. I'm a little more familiar with the academic point of view than you are, Riley. Remember, I'm a former Rhodes Scholar. Rhodes Scholar. New name for a hitchhiker. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the dean of Peabody Academy isn't coming here to pass the time of day. She desires to appraise Barbara's cultural environment. The dean will naturally be concerned with the question of family background and breeding. Well, there's nothing wrong with the Riley breeding, is there? Well. Uh... What do you mean, well? Uh, there's nothing wrong with Babs, is there? No, you're on solid ground. Nothing there. wrong with Junior, is there? No. Nothing wrong with Peg. No, you're still on solid ground. Well, the only other member of the family is. Uh huh. We've hit a mushy spot. <laughs> Just what do you mean by that?
2: Why, what's wrong with Riley? He's a good citizen, a a hard worker. He supports his family. Oh,
1: yes, yes, Peg. Of course, he's salt of the earth and all that. But, well, it's a matter of background. And when does Miss Whittaker comes here? Bring on, Mrs. Whittaker. I'll match my background against hers any day. (laughs) And who are you to talk about background? Now,
2: dear, that's enough.
1: You're a phony, Baxter, a hundred percent phony. It's written all over your face. F-O-N-E-Y, phony.
2: Now, Riley, you stop. And
1: you're a chiseler and a four-flusher and a faker. Riley, the last man who called me that lies in an unmarked grave in the Sahara. Oh, yeah? However, the war has softened me. But this insult has left its mark. I am leaving. I'll help you pack. Let me finish. <laughs> I am leaving. As soon as I've seen Barbara safely through four years of college.
4: <laughs>
1: what a revolting development this is.
0: We'll hear the second act of the life of Riley in a moment.
5: Oh, Ken, the star of shampoos is Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube.
0: Right. Prell is tops for two reasons. First...
5: There's a glamorous air about Prell-washed hair. Because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoos. Radiantly soft, radiantly smooth, easy to manage, too.
0: Second, Prell removes unglamorous dandruff quickly. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it.
5: And that handy Prell tube, so easy to use... No messy jars, no slippery
2: bottles. A
0: little goes far. So for hair that's radiantly clean, radiantly beautiful, get the Radiant Cream Shampoo Buy
2: P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo.
0: Buy Prell Shampoo. back to The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley.
1: What's the matter, Pop? You look like you're worried. Well, of course I'm worried. That college dean is coming here tonight, and when she sees the kind of a dope Bebs has for her father, they won't give her no scholarship. Your Uncle Baxter was right. Junior. Oh, and
3: I don't listen to Uncle Baxter. Well, you're not a dope. Well, I think you're smart. Well, you're sweet, son.
1: But you just think I'm smart because you're a dope like your father. <laughs> I bet I make a fool of myself with that, Dean. Well, no, you won't. Don't contradict me. I will. That's cause I ain't got no culture. No. Like at that music alley that Babs's music class gave. She introduced me to some long haired guy and she said, Meet Igor Grabowski, the conductor. And I said, What streetcar are you working on, Mac? See, when I meet somebody cultured, I get scared stiff. I, oh, do- Riley. Riley, my poor chap, Baxter, how long you been in here? Long enough to hear your touching confessional. My boy, I want to help you. You do? You, you really help me? Yes. I want Babs to be proud of me. Well, the problem is a difficult one. You know the old adage, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Try, try hard. Well, now, let me think. Babs has got to get that scholarship. I'll do anything. Eureka, that... I have it. Your problem is solved. What, what, what? Tonight, when the dean is introduced to Chester A. Reilly, yes, she will encounter a man of profound intellect, irresistible charm, and broad culture. I'll be like that in, in two hours? No, I will. <laughs> Say that again in smaller words. Tonight, I will make the supreme sacrifice. I will take the name of Riley. What? You're hard. You're turning purple. You wait. I will pose as Bab's father, and you may be me, Uncle Max. That's the last straw. Ever since you came here, you've been taking my suits, taking my ties, taking my food. Now you want to take my name. It's merely for tonight. My plan is... I got other plans for you tonight. There's a Greyhound bus leaving for New York at 8. You're going to be on that hound. <laughs> that Baxter what a leech expects me to carry him the rest of his life I ain't gonna carry a guy who's able to work
6: that's exactly the way I feel believe me (laughs) who's that it is I Digby O'Dell the friendly undertaker.
1: Oh, I, I, I didn't see you, Digger. The street is pitch black tonight.
6: Yes, lovely evening, isn't it? <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. For you.
1: Well, I don't feel fine, Digger. My wife's Uncle Baxter is back.
6: Oh, no. That good-for-nothing loafer? High on him.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. You know Baxter. He once worked for you, didn't
6: work? he? Work? He just laid around all day (laughs) i couldn't tell whether he was an employee or a customer (laughs) and even more reprehensible the scoundrel started to take horse race bets in my business establishment
1: no kidding he was a bookie he almost ruined me
6: professionally You remember the late Mr. McGillicuddy? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, one of your customers.
6: One day a relative phoned and said, I'd like some information about Mr. McGillicuddy. And your Uncle Baxter replied, he looks good to me. put two dollars on his nose. (laughs) Oh, I was mortified.
1: Well, I got worse trouble than Baxter. You see, my girl, Babs, got a scholarship. Ah,
6: what joy to have brilliant offspring. Now my eldest boy, Mossbank, is a dullard. He's been going to the Mortician's Academy for three years, and he still doesn't know his head from a hole in the ground.
1: Oh, I'm I'm glad about the scholarship, but I'm afraid she won't get it. The dean is going to interview me, and... Well, I, I don't think I'll make a good impression. I'm not very clever at
6: talking. Nonsense, Riley. You can talk magnificently. I'll put you alongside of any one of my customers. You'll have a lot more to say than he will.
1: Well, what I mean is I ain't got no culture like you got,
6: Dick. Riley, I'll make a confession. For years, I was a deadhead. But then I bought this little book, and now I'm the life of the party. Book?
1: But let's see. How to impress people. Bright sayings for all occasions.
6: There are chapters on art, music, literature. I'll lend it to you.
1: Oh, Thanks, Digger. I, I could memorize this and, and... Oh, boy, when I meet that dean, I'll be a sensation. Oh, Digger, how can I ever pay you back?
6: You don't have to pay me back.
1: Boy, I'll knock that dean dead.
6: Riley, I repeat, you don't have to pay me back.
1: <laughs> well, here you
6: go. I'd better be shoveling off.
3: Pop. Pop, wake up. She's here. who, who's here? The dean, Mrs. Whitaker. She's in the living room. But she ain't supposed to be here until nine. Where's your mother? Where's Vance? Well, they went shopping. I don't know where. Well, Well, tell the dean they ain't in. I did, but she says it doesn't matter. She'd just like to talk
4: to
1: you. Oh, but I... This is terrible. Baxter! Baxter! Uh, Uncle Baxter. What is it, heartless one? Baxter, she's here. The, the dean. How nice. Now, if you please excuse me, I'm Baxter. No, Baxter, you got to help me. I can't face her alone. I thought I could... I, I was going to study this little book here, how to impress people, but, but I fell asleep. Sleep, the natural refuge of the muscle-bound mentality. <laughs> oh, you're so right, Baxter. Please... Babs has got to get this scholarship. You've got to go in there and pretend that you're me, like you said before. Hand me that tie, Nate." No, Baxter, please. You've got to help me. You... And now that shirt, No, please. Baxter, don't go. But you ordered me to be gone by eight. I know, I know. I was mean to you. But if you'll help me, I'll reform. You can live here as long as you want. I'll... Now, let me see. Have I got everything? Mustache, wax, gloves, opera cape. Baxter, I'll let you wear all my suits. They're all much too small. I'll have them let out. top hat. White tie, formal tea. Baxter, you can eat all you want. Briefcase, monocle. Chicken, chicken every day. Y- you know the part I always give you? I'll eat it.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and dental floss. Yes, I am ready. Look, Baxter, look, I'm on my knees to you. Help me. Goodbye, Riley. Baxter, don't go. I'll give you an allowance. Two dollars a week. (laughs) I'll wire you where to forward my trunk. Five dollars.
4: Five.
1: Goodbye, Riley. Ten dollars. Hello, Riley. (laughs) Welcome home, Uncle Baxter. Oh, bless you, bless you. Now get up off your knees. I'm going to wear that suit. I don't want the crease through it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Now come along. We've kept the dean waiting long enough. Yeah. Now, remember, I'm Chester Riley, and you're my Uncle Baxter. Yeah, okay, I'll remember. You're me, and I'm you. Now, and don't talk. Well, I can't just stand there. i got to say something. Just keep... How do you do, and that's all. all right. well, here goes. Oh, my dear Dean Whittaker, I'm Chester Riley. How do you do, Mr. Riley? And this is my uh, uncle, Mr. Baxter Turnbull. How do you do? How do you do? I must apologize for receiving you in this hovel. My Beverly Hills home is being redecorated. This is my Uncle Baxter's place.
5: Oh, this is your home, Mr. Turnbull. How do you do? <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Riley. <laughs> Mr. Riley, have you lived in Los Angeles
1: long? Well, I divide my time between here and my townhouse in New York. I usually winter here in California, those beastly Eastern winters.
5: Yes, they can be most uncomfortable. Don't you think so, Mr. Turnbull?
1: Well, in my opinion... Uncle Baxter, how do you do?
5: (laughs) Well, you're very fortunate, Mr. Riley, having two
1: holes. Beg pardon, three. Three? Didn't I mention my old castle in Venice, Italy? Oh, I wish you could see my moat. Indeed? but I rarely stay put in any one place. Whenever the mood strikes me, I board my yacht and just loaf my way across the Mediterranean. But I loaf my way up the Nile. Yeah, he's a great loafer. <laughs> Uncle Baxter. How do you do?
5: Really? I must be running along, Mr. Riley. Oh,
1: so soon, my dear dear Yes, I'm
5: sorry. Well, goodbye, Mr. Riley. Oh,
1: wow, not goodbye.
5: Goodbye, Mr. Turnbull. Uh,
1: how do you do? I mean, uh, <laughs> g- goodbye. Uh, uh, about Babs' scholarship, I mean, it's okay. Huh? Well, uh, we
5: usually let you know by mail, but in this case, I well, think... Oh, hello. Babs.
1: Uh, this is Babs, Mrs. Whitaker. Uh, this is Mrs. Riley. This is Mrs. Whittaker, the dean. How do you oh, do? How do you do, Mrs.
5: Whittaker? I'm so sorry we weren't in when you came. Well, it's quite all right. I accomplished what I came for. Yeah,
1: the dean was just telling us that it's okay about Babs' scholarship.
5: Oh, but I'm afraid it isn't. Mm-hmm. You see, Peabody's scholarships are awarded only to deserving girls whose parents have limited means. But since Mr. Riley has three homes and a yacht, will you understand? Three? But uh, Mrs. Whitaker And a moat. I'm sorry, Mrs. Riley. Now, if Barbara had been the daughter of Mr. Turnbull here, why... Mr. Turnbull?
1: How do you do?
4: <laughs>
5: well... I really must run. It's been grand. Good night. Good night.
4: Good night. Well, Riley, yeah, I, I don't... You see,
1: Baxter pretended that he was me and I was him and... What? And that's...
2: Of all the idiotic ideas. Yeah,
1: and there's the idiot that done it, right? <laughs> <laughs> me? What right. on earth are you talking about? You begged me to do it. I, well, I was about to leave. You pleaded on your knees that I stayed. Never mind what I said. This time you're really going. Out! Riley, please. Out you go, Baxter i don't care what you do to me but when you break my poor little girl's heart when you wreck her whole future look at her there with the tears streaming down her babs wipe that smile off your face
2: but daddy i don't want that scholarship
1: now look she's hysterical from grief
2: i found out that school's a colossal drift. no sororities no dances and there isn't a boy within Uh, 20 miles if I'd gotten that scholarship, you'd have made me go there. But now that I have to pay for college, I might as well go to UCLA and live. Oh, oh, Uncle Baxter, I could kiss you.
1: Well, as usual, my instinct was right. I sensed you didn't want that scholarship, so I saw to it that you didn't get it. Baxter, how could you... <laughs> I, I don't care. This don't change nothing. You're still leaving.
2: Oh, Daddy, don't be like that. Let Uncle Baxter stay.
1: No, my head's made up.
2: Riley! What the world needs is love.
1: Okay, okay. Let him stay, let him stay. Oh, thank you, dear nephew. Yours is a noble soul, refusing to turn out the man who once saved your life. I know, I know, Baxter, I know. Once you gave me a pint of your blood, and for the rest of my life, you're going to take it back drop by
0: drop. (laughs) We'll be back in just a moment. Congratulations, pour in, for Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Mrs. Frances Moran of Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, has this to say about Prell.
5: You're right. Prell is really the radiant cream shampoo. My hair has never been so radiant, so soft and smooth. Add my name to the list of steady Prell
6: users.
0: Yes, one trial and you'll agree. Prell's a wonder for two reasons. First, Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Second, Prell leaves hair shining with radiance. You'll sing about...
4: P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo.
2: Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo.
3: Hey, Pop, I just saw Uncle Baxter take that turkey leg you were saving for your lunch out of the icebox. Oh, he did, huh? Well, that's all right, son. Wish him a
1: hearty appetite.
2: Why, that's the way to talk, dear?
3: Oh,
1: sure. Let him eat all he wants. Oh,
2: you're sweet. <laughs> ah! My talk! My talk!
1: Oh, Uncle Baxter, what happened? <laughs> Peg, you're looking at a second Thomas Edison. I just invented a turkey leg with a built-in mouse trap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff and Alan Lipscott with music by Lou Kozloff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Uncle Baxter is Hans Conry. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker.
1: the Duchess Dutchess daughter, her finery looked
0: just so. She washed them all as you water with wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow, the soap that's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll really know it's extra kind to fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow is the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Make suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why Ivory Snow keeps pretty lingerie and other nice things lovely longer.
4: Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow.
0: S-N-O-W. Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prel brings you The Life of Riley. And now stay tuned for Truth of Consequences. Good night.
1: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.